This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. American leadership in artificial intelligence. And what IBM is doing about it. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and now I'm joined by Tiffany Trader from HPC Wire. Tiffany, thanks for coming back to the podcast. Hey, Addison. It's so good to be on the podcast with you. It's really fun to be doing our first This Week in HPC podcast together. I've been a fan there's so much to cover this week, so let's just dive into it. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this uh, ongoing partnership with HPC Wire and glad to be back on the podcast. And we've got a lot of news to cover. Now, I've been at the HPC and AI Advisory Council meeting this week. There's also been the IBM Think Conference going on in San Francisco. Both of them have had a major focus on artificial intelligence to the extent that the HPC Advisory Council this year is going by the name HPC and AI. AI Advisory Council. So certainly there's been a lot to talk about there. And AI is the hot topic. People want to talk about the uh, interaction between AI and HPC, which we've covered on this podcast before. And uh, it's been such a hot topic that we've got a new executive order in the United States this week in HPC to ensure American leadership in artificial intelligence. That's, that's right, Addison. Uh, on Monday, uh, the president issued an executive order launching the American AI Initiative. Uh, the full name is Maintaining American Leadership in Artificial Intelligence. And uh, that follows uh, comments that Trump made regarding the importance of AI in his State of the Union speech last week. We don't know about the funding yet, but there are six objectives that were outlined. And I can run through, through those uh, for our listeners uh, to promote sustained investment in AI, R&D, enhance access to high-quality and fully traceable federal data and models, reduce barriers to the use of AI technologies, ensure that technical standards minimize vulnerability to attacks, train the next generation of American AI researchers, and develop and implement an action plan. And that's in accordance with the National Security Presidential Memorandum. So have you had a chance to go through these points? Uh, yeah, I've taken a look at it. And first of all, it's interesting that, that we'll have this big executive order around it. Now, as you pointed out, it's not currently funded. So, you know, what does this mean in terms of an executive order? Um, and there are some of these that make sense to me and some that, that don't make as much sense to me. Starting from the premise of we need to maintain American leadership in AI, I'd like a little more meet behind what does that actually mean? Because when people ask me about who the leaders are in AI, I tend not to think about countries like the United States, China, Russia. I tend to think of companies or organizations that are leading the way in AI. Now, most of those that are really at the forefront are American companies right now, or at least they're headquartered in the United States, like, for example, Google or Amazon, IBM, Apple, Facebook. Um, there are Chinese companies in the mix too, most notably Alibaba and Baidu. Um, but, you know, these are also global or multinational companies. So what does it mean for an American company to be leading in AI? Is that necessarily an inherent advantage for 
America as an institution or, or maybe the, the American military defense. Um, I, I guess you, you could certainly argue with China being a little more closed that if Chinese companies have access to AI capabilities, that it's harder for American companies or institutions to access those. But most American companies want to sell globally. So it's, it's interesting to think through what, is, what does leadership mean in this context, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Some of the text in, in, the, in the initiative calls for the, the leaders of the various agencies to uh, be be working on various t- timetables. But um, that is interesting. I don't I don't know what the relationship will be and what the involvement will be of these these big companies, like you said, these global companies that are the ones really leading the way in AI and how they will be involved in an initiative like this. Right now, in terms of the different bullet points under the initiative. My favorite one has to do with the workforce development. I think anything that has to do with workforce development in any AI or HPC related area is has got to be good news. We need these skills in this country and worldwide for that matter, because that has to do with everything with with linking to new uh, innovations in, in science, in engineering, in analytics. Um, and, uh, and that is a big deal going forward. The thing I'm less certain that we need is the government to promote sustained investment in AI R&D, because I think these companies are doing that quite well enough on their own. Thank you very much. I don't think that any of these big companies need a government incentive to invest more in, uh, in AI. I, I think there's, there's plenty of market incentive to do that on their own. Right. But then it's, it's also interesting in the context of this is the big buzzword right now. And, and I've often drawn parallels in our research between where we are with AI now and where we were with big data and analytics five or six years ago. And do you remember, we're focused on this executive order now. Do you, do you remember that there was a similar executive order under the Obama administration to, to retain American ex- excellence and leadership in big data and analytics? Yeah. <laughs> That, you know, it sounds vaguely familiar at this point. <laughs> that was that in, was the buzzword du jour, right? Right. That was in 2016, based on a strategic plan first laid out in 2012 when it really got going. And that was really big news at the time to do that. But again, it was not a funded initiative. And, and I don't think anyone now is going back and checking up on what did we do to promote that development around big data? So as much as I think this is an important area, I want to know, A, what meat is there behind it? B, what are the specific goals other than just the apple pie of national leadership? Like, what does it mean? And C, at what point should we come back in the future and look at, was it successful or not? What would success look like? in this? So, you know, what do you want it to look like? And is anyone going to remember to check five years from now? Yeah, we definitely need those metrics and milestones to be able to evaluate this. And, and that that's something that's often lost, you know, in the, in the, um, the history of uh, these things. Um, you know, one of my takeaways here was that uh, the, the passing of this continues to show by bipartisan support for big tech initiatives in the U.S. Um, we've seen a lot of funding in the last year for for HPC and Exascale and AI and quantum um, with some big NSF uh, investment um, uh, in quantum. Um, and uh, HPC has largely enjoyed bipartisan support, you know, even if even if sometimes the actual delivered funding falls flat. We've uh, seen these other um, acts in the past, the Competes Act, uh, the National Strategic Computing Initiative, which I don't know if, if um, you know, how 
how well you remember that, but it is still in I play. Do. Uh, yeah, if you read through the budget documents, if you read closely, you'll you'll see the term. Um, it's just been publicly, uh, it's been de-emphasized a bit uh, under the current administration since it came from the the past administration. Um, but I've noted, and I've also noted in my coverage, if you if you search through these federal budgets, if you just do keyword searches, you can see a huge jump in these terms: HPC, high performance computing, supercomputing, uh, exascale, uh, maybe big data uh, or data analytics. Um, you start to, you start to see a big jump in those terms, starting in the with the Obama term and even into the current term that those those terms are still trending. So I, I think that's a positive here. I think that by, that that support and that bipartisan support for HPC writ large is a uh, is a good is a good thing. You're right that even in the current American in, uh, administration, which has gotten increasingly polarized between the two parties over the last several years, that high-performance computing, AI, big data, these are things that have gotten bipartisan support. The big difference that we see in our research is that uh, administrations that are dominated by Democrats tend to fund HPC or high-tech mostly through science or research, and we see a lot of the money flowing, for example, through DOE. We got a lot of DOE money during the Obama administration. Um, when we get Republican administrations, um, the research, the money is still there, but it tends to flow more through uh, defense. And we've seen uh, DOD or DARPA get money, and, uh, and DARPA, in fact, gets uh, a lot going with AI. They had their own AI initiative that was going through DARPA. So uh, the money is still there. It just gets... Yeah, that's right. Two, two billion. Right. The money's still there. It just gets allocated differently depending on who's in charge. That's true. Yeah. And to your point, uh, the, the DOE was the only agency that had funding that had, had already gotten its funding approved and signed before this latest shutdown. Okay, well, so there's a lot going on with this Trump executive order. You've got articles up on HPC Wire that describe it, so our listeners can go there for more detail. Meanwhile, at IBM Think, we're, we're talking about U.S. leadership in AI. IBM is one of the companies that's been right in the thick of it. In fact, they're noteworthy to me because if I list companies that are really doing a lot of AI research, most of them I think of tend to be hyperscale companies, like the companies I already mentioned. IBM is an outlier because they're more of a technology company than they are a hyperscale company. But nevertheless, with projects like Deep Blue and Watson, they've, they've really been, been going all out on AI. And during the IBM Think Conference, they not only had a, another kind of uh, – uh, you know, amazing stage thing with Project Debater taking on a uh, taking AI into the debate realm, but they they had some more hard hitting announcements about what kind of uh, investments they're making in AI. That's right. Well, at the week leading into Think, they uh, they had a big announcement uh, that they're investing two billion dollars into an AI hardware center, and they. They are IBM. It's IBM in combination with New York State and several technology companies are um, investing in this $2 billion into the center. It's, they're focusing on developing next generation AI silicon networking and manufacturing. They gave a brief outline of their vision for overcoming current machine learning limitations uh, by creating new AI cores that overcome the limitations of the von Neumann bottleneck. That was the, the brief outline of their, their vision that they set forth. 
Yeah, we're starting to hear more about overcoming von Neumann or the new architecture beyond von Neumann. Now, these are still von Neumann architectures, but they are trying to redesign specific cores for AI. And and whereas we were just talking about this executive order or having fuzzy goals or not having funding, here we're talking about specific goals with 1,000x improvement in AI, and there's a roadmap in, uh, that's in the story uh, on HPC Wire that Doug Black wrote, IBM bets $2 billion seeking 1,000x AI hardware performance boost. You can see in the chart what they're doing with the uh, cores roadmap going forward, and $2 billion is a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. And the, and the line that stood out here is that they, uh, they, they have these new approaches that they want to develop that include approximate computing through digital AI cores and then in-memory computing through a- analog AI cores. And they've included this, uh, this little graphic eliminating the von Neumann bottleneck, mapping uh, deep neural networks to analog cross-point arrays. And uh, the, third, the third part is uh, non-volatile memory materials and array cross-points to store weight. So they've given us some, some clues as as to what they're thinking about it. I think, I think it looks pretty interesting and promising. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I think one of the, um, one of the most interesting learning points that the HPC industry is getting from the evolution of AI is the discussion around precision. With deterministic scientific applications, which have been the bulk of HPC over its history, um, there's just been this uh, uh, general assumption that we should do everything in double precision or 64-bit arithmetic in order to be as accurate as possible. And that can make a lot of sense, except that in some contexts, we could be doing very exact arithmetic on a model that's not that good to begin with, right? And I think what AI is bringing about with single precision or half precision, doing things in 32-bit, 16-bit, is a look at, you know, you're spending a lot of computational effort on this. Is that appropriate? And where are you better off reducing precision, but maybe refining the model? And doing AI-guided HPC, as I think, you know, or AI-augmented HPC, we think is going to be one of the major trends in uh, 2019 and beyond. Where do we blend AI techniques together with HPC techniques. Um, I think that is going to be a, a major focus of, of AI meeting HPC. Meanwhile, I mentioned very briefly the stage event at IBM Think. The IBM had something called Project Debater. We had Watson uh, on Jeopardy. We had Deep Blue playing chess. Uh, we had uh, poker playing AI. The new thing is they've they've taken their AI to the field of debate, and they took on a champion debater, Harish Natarajan, uh, who I guess is the winningest debater in the field, and had their AI project debater take him on on the on the uh, topic of whether or not preschool should be subsidized. And IBM's project debater took the pro, and uh, Harish Natarajan took the con, and they had it out for a few minutes. It was fairly interesting. Yeah, you know, and uh, the, the spoiler alert, the, the human won, right? Um, yeah, the human was voted to have won, but it was an interesting debate nevertheless. So like you said, Addison, the, the human won this time. But as we've seen in these previous contests, Deep Blue and the, and the, the chess contest and AI Watson, uh, the, um, sometimes the humans have the advantage at first, but it didn't take long for the machine to win out in those cases. And I really predict that it won't, won't take too much longer before uh, we have another competition and the, uh, the, the machine is, is judged the, the winner. Um, you know, so so Mr. Mr. Bader might get the prize next time.
Well, yeah, the interesting thing was it was widely acknowledged that the computer immediately had an advantage in being able to call up specific data points from a massive database and use those specific data points in the debate, whereas the human was better at rhetoric and arguing points. The interesting thing to me listening to a few sound clips from it was that although the debate was really well handled by the computer, by the AI uh, on that side, there were, there were still interesting, simple mistakes. Like, for example, I, I heard it mispronounce the word lives as it's reading, saying the children will lead more productive lives because of the preschool. Like, you know, even a middle schooler wouldn't have gotten that wrong. But and, and to see a little glitch like that in the middle of something that's that's a big debate just shows that even when it's getting most of the things right on the AI side, it can do obvious things wrong. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. An, an error like that makes you really realize that the the gap between this this narrow specialized AI and this uh, broader artificial general intelligence, um, you know, there's there's still a, uh, still a large gap there. Well, and it's still a computer program, right? We like to anthropomorphize it and give it cute names and say it has intelligence, but the emphasis should be on artificial, not on intelligence. It's a computer program. It does what it's programmed to do. That's right. Okay, well, Tiffany, it's great to have you back on the podcast, and we're looking forward to our partnership with HPC Wire. Welcome our listeners back to the podcast. We had all about AI this week, and we know we're going to have a lot more exciting news ahead in 2019. Yeah, this was great, Addison. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Tiffany, and thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.